It was a grab bag. This is our land, a land of peace and of plenty, a land of harmony and hope. This is the science fiction rating system. It's 1984. It's the 100th film. It's a special event. And I am joined to celebrate this momentous fact by Chris Redding. Hello. Hello. And by Sam Draper. Hello. Can you believe we've made it to 100 films? Uh, Not really, no. No. It's quite shocking. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. We we had a plan and we stuck to it. Yeah. And we got there. (laughs) We got to 100. That's That's a healthy list. 100 films... Now, people can't be like, oh, there's only 10 films on there. There's only 30 films on there. They can be like, there's 100 films on that list, rated 1 to 100 soon. It looks definitive. Well, not definitive, but it looks like a real thing, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, so we're here to rate uh, and review, uh, and we've picked, you know, we've picked a cheerful, celebratory <laughs> film <laughs> for the 100th film, uh, yeah. but there is a reason we're doing 1984. Uh, it's because there is going to, it's going to be re-released uh, on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital download, available the thirteenth of August, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a premium. It's the premium collection from Twentieth uh, Century Fox. Really nice packaging. I've seen. Are they the still packaging. releasing stuff from Blu-ray? Is that is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you got um, specific details about that? Well, it's uh, yes. It's, um, I've got. A, has it got both soundtracks on it? I'm not. That's that's it. Doesn't actually say. What I've yeah. got doesn't say. The press release I've got doesn't say. And that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to it to go on. Yeah, we'll yeah, get to that. But anyway, it yeah. does have uh, a collectible si- slipcase and four collectible art cards. Nice. And they're quite nice. So you Just can, in case your house is drab enough. Yeah. <laughs> you, like. you, can, you can pin up a picture of Big Brother and yeah. uh, yell at Don't him. Don't getting tortured. Yep. You want to make sure you've selected the right <laughs> case slip yep. before you, you know... Display it on the shelf, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. true. It's true. <laughs> but anyway, so it's uh, it's uh, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're here. Um, so, 1984, directed and written by Michael Radford, who didn't he didn't do a lot of stuff after this. Did you see? No, he was quite fed up, wasn't he? I think with the production. No, oh, was he? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he did Il Postino, which I think was that up for Oscars or something. I remember that film coming out, but I mean, oh yeah, it, it, not Il- the Postman. No, Il Postino. Not, not, not the Kevin Costner. Not an Il Postman. No, it's not about an Il Postman either. It's about an Italian postman. An Italian postman. Uh, mm. Yeah, and obviously by the novel uh, from the novel by George Orwell, which I I didn't read. I'm sorry, Sam. I know you said Chris? that we. Nah. <laughs> okay. You wanted us to read it before we saw the film, didn't oh, you? Shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter though because it. I mean, you've kind of read the book anyway. It was so similar. Okay. Good. That, oh. I was a bit worried about that because yeah. I did. I did wonder if there was... Has he got, like, some... pigs and goats and stuff in it? Pigs and sheep and... That's Animal Farm, you'll think, oh. isn't it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other George Orwell. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll give you... Uh, do the, the, brief, the brief synopsis is that, and this is from the, uh, the, uh, the, the press release, in a, holoca- in a holocaustic future world, perpetually at war, where failure to conform is the ultimate crime, Winston Smith, that's John Hurt from Aliens, uh, from Alien, rewrites history books and finds himself dreaming of escape from the all-seeing eyes of the authorities. He embarks on a passionate, brackets, and illegal affair mm. with a young woman, Susan Hamilton, but they are soon caught, and Smith undergoes a nightmarish brainwashing at the hands of the Chief Inquisitor O'Brien, Richard Burton. So there's some spoilers there, but, um, <clears throat> but anyway, we'll start... Uh, I've done it in parts again. 
Um, the first part is who controls the past controls the future who controls the present controls the past and that is the quote Mm. at the beginning of the book Mm, Um, that's my motto (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're kind of yeah what did you think of the world that was created Chris had you seen this before yeah no I hadn't seen this before but I'd seen the Apple advert (laughs) which rips it off yeah it's funny because I'd seen that and it it, Ridley Scott yeah and it, it it, it does. I'm not saying that that's all you need to know, but there's quite. And a also, lot in I that. D- I'm a big fan of Brazil. Yeah. Okay. Um, quite you know, a lot of, do you know they actually share sets? Brazil and this. It looked oh. like they kind of did. Yeah. yeah, like the yeah. Uh, was that the office room where there's lots of cubicles. I think so. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What did you think of that world, Chris? Did you wicked? Think- I just love all the all the design of it. It's just fantastic. I love how it's proposing a future, but it's got like old TVs and telephones, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's very well done, isn't it? It's very, um, it's out of time, isn't it? It's not really, it is the future, it feels like the future, but it's not really a kind of a future. It's kind of that horrible, you can't recognise it, but not. Like the cubicles, people go, oh, that's terrible. Like, why would you sit there, like, looking at that little screen with the little. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a different colour scheme to what people actually do. Like, well, yeah, it's not that small, that cubicle, is it? I mean, I've worked in places with cubicles. But the screen is like a little screen and. They've literally just got the computer and then they've got like, a, I love the uh, like messaging uh, tube things. What's it called? Like a oh, vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I, uh, a, a quote from the director, Michael Radford? Um, yeah. He gave to, he gave to Den of Geek. Um, his idea was he wanted to uh, make a science fiction film that was made and set in 1948. So that's the idea is that they, Ah, science fiction mm. but contemporary for when the book was ah, written which is why you've got all that stuff going on isn't it basically yeah, yeah. Okay. they didn't have computers no but like yeah. no, cause, no cause it's science fiction from that era though you know what I mean like it's not yeah. it's not actual 48 it's what science fiction back then would be so ah right. right yeah I see yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah. I mean it does their, uh, their idea of the future yeah. yeah yeah it does create that world I mean it's a, it's an absolutely horrible world isn't it it's pretty it's depressing from the start. There's not like where it's do not they like do like the exteriors? Do you think like all the concretey stuff and it must have been in, in England. Though. It's all London. Yeah. It's um, is it? oh, is it? Uh, I've got that written down somewhere as well. Uh, I know they said they filmed it during the periods of the book. So isn't it April and March? It's not tr- strictly true. Though, I don't think. Oh, is that, that not it? true? But it's oh, around okay. the same time because uh, it's got like um, a lot of reinforced concrete with like yeah. It's, so it's, it's quite cool. Battersea Power Station, which you see, obviously, don't you, at one point, yeah, you see that. Yeah. Uh, Beckton Gas Works in the Docklands of Newham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheshire Street in London's East End. Yeah, it's still London locations. Oh, except for, and it's Wiltshire, the, outside, the countryside bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. As I say, though, it's a pretty horrific world. I mean, it, there's a lot, of, I mean, a lot of people go on about how a lot of the stuff that he predicted in that book. This is uh, all true. It's all true. It's true now. But we, there's some things that aren't true. So, like, Everyone's that rally, on the grid. But that rally at the beginning, nowadays. where we're just they're just yelling at a giant screen. I mean, yeah. we don't have to do that, thankfully. No, but you do if you're a Trump supporter, or you do if you go to these rallies of different things. Yes, you do, don't it's you? It's more, the the way I, I mean, this isn't the original thought, but the way I think of it is, 984 is what's happened to the East. So like China and Russia, to a lesser extent, they're in mm. this dystopian nightmare. And we're in Brave New World, the Aldous Huxley book. Which I don't know if you mm. know that. No, that's more that. about like um, uh, like the opiate of the masses. So like we are we are um, oppressed by culture and 
leisure and experience that kind of idea mm. Mm. okay That's what i did read is have you read a book sapien have you read that no no it's in good it's a like history of the of humans but there's a new there's a the second one is homo deus and that talks about what we'll do in the future and it talks mm. about how during the 40s 50s like the centralized governments the world they they collapsed and couldn't work because they couldn't make decisions as well as like capitalist states but actually going yeah. forwards because technology does all the work of communication that things like china will actually they they can build dams and bridges and we can't mm-hmm. because we take too long to make yeah. decisions yeah that's true mm. In a weird way. So it's actually flipping, like, where... We're at the cost of, like, massive, you know, personal liberty fouls and, you know... <laughs> Absolutely, basically, yeah. yeah that's but, I mean, it doesn't take any morals into the into the equation. It just says that there's one, exactly, there's yeah, two, yeah. two ways of getting things done. That's, you know... And that works. Yeah. yeah. That way works. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Roger Deakins a... shot this this film, which is... He did, uh, yeah. He shoots all the bonds. Hmm. Hmm. It, well, it looked lovely. I mean, it, in a horrible way, it was very well shot. It was. Do you, uh, do you know about the the processing done to the film? Should I mention that now? Something weird, isn't it? It's just the yeah, look so he, of it is very odd. He wanted to film it in black and white. Radford. This is one of his major problems with the film. Two big problems. Uh, and Virgin Films, who produced it, who who weren't around for very long. I had no idea Virgin had a film unit. Did you know no. that happened? Happened? No. Was this Richard Branton's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I mean, they okay. did about ten films, and this is like their. Brilliant. Um, absolute beginners they're the two sort of biggest thing, things they did anyway they insisted no you can't do it in black and white you want to do it in black and white they said you have to do it in colour mm-hmm. so he did I've, I've, where's the word bear with me a second I've lost my thing uh, they did a technique called bleach bypass right you heard of that Chris mm, no, the, the I might have yeah I don't know no. basically it's a it's a they basically they put a pass through it to basically just bleach the colour and take wash out all the colours from the film, and that's right. why it looks almost black and white, but not quite. But it's, it's a very distinct look, isn't it? Mm. Like, it's a very, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, it works definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's it, if it looks super, it looks amazing. If, if you haven't seen the film, kind of plot wise, is I mean, isn't like you know, it's, it's it's this opening. It kind of sets up the world. You've got. Um, uh, Winston Smith is is it's straight from the off. He's already kind of admits that he is uh, uh, thought, crime. thought crime, isn't he? From the start, yeah. he's already yeah. rebelling. Um, but rebelling in this sense is just having thoughts that are not what everyone else wants you to have, what the kind of ruling Big Brother party want you to have. So you mm. see him writing his little diary, and he's had he kind of has uh, dreams of hillsides, and he you know notes down little things, and it's. Um, I did find it quite, as not reading the book or seeing this film, I found it quite, it's quite confusing at first. The world, although it's this very familiar because it's been ripped off so many times and referenced. Yeah, yeah. The idea that he, because he's being, so it, let me, am I right? He's being sent news articles from the past. Are they from it, the past, the news articles? Yeah. And he's editing them to be, make it look like everything that's positive or is, is related to the, is to related to the party, to the, to the, to the yeah, ruling. So the, yeah. The two things he's doing mainly are, is either like redacting people from history. So like yeah. when he's white that guy, like when you're, war, when you're found yeah. to be a dissident or whatever, you are removed and replaced. Yeah. And the things that bit with the chocolate where he is, he's someone, see, I don't get it because it, it does look as though people are reporting on the fact that yeah. stuff's going down, 
But how would that even happen in the first place? I didn't. I can't remember from the book yeah, what see, the case that is. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it looked like there was a newspaper had come out saying that the yeah. choco choco rations are going down, but then he changed it so they're going up. And then next thing you know, is his neighbours coming up to him going, "Oh, brilliant, the choco yeah. rations!" But it's just a lie. It's just a yeah. And the, I mean, the idea is that yeah, they they are aware that choco rations were two two five. They're now two ten, but they mm. think it's gone up. Yeah, and that that bit works. But the bit I wasn't yeah, quite was sure. Where is he getting that first report from? Yeah, where's yeah. that? Because because there is no free press, is there? No, that's what I assume there would. So be a why free rewrite press. that? Just write the, <laughs> your own way in the first place. It's a bit, I didn't really follow that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's a horrible world, and um... well, it kind of illustrates right. If you're in the system, you wouldn't be able to see like abstractly what's going on. No, where, obviously this guy does for some reason. No, I mean it is. Although it's an extremist case, that idea of just constant reporting of information coming at them and the screens being on all the time. Yeah, that is where we are at. That that is oh, what totally, we're yeah. in. You, know? you think about like CNN and stuff and Trump mm. and all the fake news things. Like this is completely real. The fact that like Trump will come out and go. Like I saw a thought thing this week about you know he's being told he's racist again. Yeah, and um, they're saying oh no he won this award in the eighties. He won this like Freedom of the City award or something. Mm. Um, and all the all the Republicans are going like yeah this is he's not racist because Rosa Parks won one of these. Right. But then someone researched it, someone looked into it, and actually yeah. all that happened was a rich estate agent in New York thought, I want to do an award, mm. found a list of names of people he liked, and just gave him all this award. There's no no racist oh, reason for it. That sounds like, like our awards. Of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the press are portraying it as, oh, he can't be racist, he's got this award. You know, that, and that is based, that is this, isn't it, really? That is yeah. totally what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. yeah. Well, moving on to part two, I called it pro-life, or... <laughs> Or the search for razor blades, because there seems to be a big obsession in this second yeah. act of people looking for razor blades, which doesn't go anywhere. I thought, oh, is he going to try and kill himself, or is he going to slit his... It's not. It just seems that razor blades are very hard. Considering uh, also, no one's what... got a beard in the film. No. But, well, yeah, so why don't they arrest anyone who's not got a beard? Well, yeah. but I've got... shaven, don't trust them. Yeah. But, I mean... In this in this bit, I mean, plot wise, we see more of the proles, which are the kind of lower classes, and and Winston Smith's opinion, which I think is maybe it's maybe the only bit where the film slips because it is a bit patronising. What he says, he basically doesn't he? He says, "Oh, if only the lower class people would just rise up, this would yeah. all be sorted out." And that's kind of patronising because they have no power at all. These poor people, and they're as oppressed as he is. It's kind of was the only element of it that I felt felt old fashioned. You know, this idea that it, it was up to him as a middle class person to say, oh, those poor working class people down there, they're the ones that should sort this, sort this all out. It's just they're not intelligent enough to sort it all out. Yeah, I think you can read it, though, as a but, comment on his... on, on the it's, it's the middle class, like, malaise, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. the bourgeois and the yeah. fact that even though he can... He knows something's wrong, he still isn't going to do anything about it. He's just going to blame the, the lower class for it. You know, that's... Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But my uh, my question to try and cheer up this uh, very depressing <laughs> film, which is brilliant but very depressing, what thought would you make a crime, uh, Chris Ooh. or Sam? What thought would you make a crime? See, I, uh, working in the cinema that I do, the thought I would make a crime is when people come in and ask. Uh, well, I work in Notting Hill, so when people come in and ask where Portobello Road is, that thought that annoys <laughs> yeah. me. I'd like that thought to be a crime in people's heads because I don't want to have to tell them again. Uh, where Portobello Road is, they can find there's a giant sign pointing to it. You can go and find it yourselves. Buy a guidebook. Uh, that was the thought I would make a crime. What what thoughts would you make a crime? I would make. Oh, I'd like to listen to my music on the bus, but without headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Very good. Yeah, that definitely should be a thought crime. Definitely. Because you could. that's a good one, because you're <laughs> stopping them before they actually even play the music. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very good one, Chris. How about you, Sam? Uh, I think mine would be, um, let's hear what Bono thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good thought crime. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be thinking that though? Like TV. Too, much, too many fucking people think that. <laughs> um, well, moving into the third part, which I've actually called sex crimes, uh, and this is kind of where we get the kind of the build, the kind of the big, the movement of the because uh, it's all up until now. Winston's been thinking crimes. He hasn't really done anything. But he uh, he kind of hooks up, doesn't he? He gets uh, contacted in a in a big rally in the square, yeah, uh, with a message saying, "I love you. Come and meet me in well Victory Square." Uh, and he meets that woman. Is it Julia? Yeah, yeah. And they meet and they kind of go off, don't they, on a big train ride where there's that weird Nazi youth bit where the kids are singing, which I found quite disturbing. Uh, and they go to the countryside and it's beautiful. And they she rips off her clothes in slow motion, her boiler suit. And they have sex in the grass, and it seems pretty good, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, it's probably the low, low point of the film, isn't it? Though I think it's a bit of a tacky point in the film. It's not <laughs> yeah. very well handled. No, it felt really all. badly done for something that mm. is. It, it just wasn't stylistically. Maybe it's very eighties. I don't know. It felt very much like a an eight, uh, like um, a Doctor Who episode or something. Like a very like <laughs> very TV BBC in the eighties. It sort reminded of feel to me it. of the uh, American Werewolf in in England. Oh. Yeah, um, in London, London, yeah. London, yeah, there's yeah. similar sort of scene in that, like similar stuff mm. going on. It just was, cause I think it's because it's out of genre, I, I think. Yeah. Maybe, like, well, I thought, because I know you want to talk about it, because this is the most obvious piece of uh, Eurythmics, because the version I watched <laughs> had the Eurythmics soundtrack. Yeah, I'm assuming. Well, everyone, everyone available does, yeah. Yeah, it so it was, yeah. It, was, it was Annie Lennox, God bless her, wailing a bit. <laughs> going like that while they made love. Yeah. So. As you I, as you mentioned it, Sam, I believe, are you going to tell us about the soundtrack? Yeah, so it's quite tragic, really. Like, yeah. so um, the the orchestral bit you hear at the start, um, I think it's called the Oceana theme or something like that. Mm. Was written by Dominic Muldowney or Muldowney, and he actually scored the whole film, finished the score, wow. and everyone was very happy with it, very good. And then Virgin came in and said, "No, actually, we want one of our bands to score the film." And this was this was. Um... Uh, Richard Branson again. Yeah, yeah. This is after they've finished <laughs> and everything and says, I want the Eurythmics to do it. Uh, Radford kicked off and they said, no, tough, you can do it. But but really, I think the score's awful. I mean, it, it's so, there's so little music and it's repeated so often. Well, mm. see, I, I see this is the thing. Because a part of me thought it wasn't good, but then a part of me thought, but it's very 1984 and isn't it good to have a very 80s sounding soundtrack but, but, but on it, this yeah. film? No, because it's the 1984 we know, not yes. exactly. Yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah that, okay. they're, they're yeah. portraying, like we said, a forty. This should, be, an, this should be a 1940s soundtrack, exactly. Yeah, mm, yeah and it yeah. was. It's an orchestral score, the original one. Mm. Um, but I mean, what's even weird about this? It's very strange. This obviously that score didn't come out for years. Mm. Then they released a version of it. Uh, I think it was in the late 90s or early 2000s on DVD that had the original score put back in. Oh, but. Okay. They also removed the desaturation, so the colours back to normal. Oh, so so that version's available with the wrong score, the wrong colour matching going on. So that's odd. So it must and be then, a way of getting the right score with the right. Well, so then they released it again, and I think there's, a, there's an American, North American only Blu-ray version that's got the original colour grading mm. 
and it's got like two, you know, it's got I think it's got a commentary and two tracks in between the scores. Yeah. Um, deleted. I mean, I think it says here uh, it was a limited three thousand copy run, oh. and was deleted oh, again. Right. And all the version you get now, like the streaming version I watched, mm. has all got the original score on, which is why I was curious whether that new Blu-ray. Well, yeah. Got see, the both... thing is, I have I did watch the Blu-ray, but I had a check disc, and sometimes the check oh, right, discs yeah. are stripped down, so I'm not yeah. sure if the check disc I got had everything on it. Uh, yeah, right. So you would have to check check in your <laughs> HMV or check when it comes disc. out. Check the yeah, check it. Like I say, it's uh, well, it should be out That's now. Thirteenth August. Same check. It'd be out by now. <laughs> I'd be interested to see it with the other score because I think that was the it did really like jar with me mm. I didn't yeah. like it at all and it's it was for me I kept thinking they were going to play the actual songs that I know like yeah. the sex yeah. crimes one uh, yeah I thought that Ju- would come Julia as well yeah. it's in the credits isn't it Julia yeah. yeah I thought they would come up and it kind of I kept thinking oh oh no it's not coming up but, um, I mean it's better for the fact there isn't like sex crime middle of it that would be even worse wouldn't it if that started playing <laughs> yeah but, that's yeah. true that's true. So Winston's happy at this point. He's having sex. He's rented a room for four dollars a week above <laughs> a uh, weird junk shop, and he's uh, Julia's turning up. She's got some real bread, some real sugar, some real jam, some real coffee. They're living up, really. It's a pretty living good the dream. Yeah, it's a pretty good life at this point. Um, and this is when he, we we introduce the character of O'Brien, uh, which is um, Richard Burton, and it was Richard Burton's last film, wasn't it? It was, yeah. He was yeah. dead before it came out. Yeah. yeah, which is very sad. And I read as well they were a bit worried about casting him, which I, which find which I find kind of shocking because he's such a good actor. It was um, oh, who was it? It was somebody else, wasn't it? I think they filmed a bit with him as well. Um, oh god, I've lost my note. Come back to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. It well, was. the good the fact I have got about him is that the director said that Richard Burton insisted that his wardrobe be created by Savile Road tailors. <laughs> Yeah. Despite that his character wears a boiler suit all times, <laughs> like everyone else well, wears a boiler nicely, suit. It's very nice. It's got very nice appointed boiler suit. It's got. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's the got, lining. It's double breasted. <laughs> it's got pockets both sides. A the nice interior, yeah. flappy it's, collar. It's probably like fur lined on the. I can side. see it's like one of them King John Un type. You'd, you'd wear that. You could wear that for anything. Like yeah. after yeah. It's this, a good, it's a good boiler suit. Um, uh, it was. It was Paul Schofield, who I don't oh. know. Who originally okay. played the part, but he broke his leg oh. filming something else, and they considered Anthony Hopkins, Sean Connery, and Rod Steiger before. I'm glad it wasn't Sean person. Connery. Yeah, yeah how, how would that work? Yeah, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? God. Well, they settled on the right person because I think he was brilliant in this. He's magnificent. He, yeah, he's so good. And at this point in the film, you're really not sure what's going on because he seems quite nice. You think, is this. Are they going to like initiate Winston into the upper party? Do you think he's like, oh, has he been groomed to kind of. <laughs> go from middle to upper class. You don't really know what's going on, do you? It's kind of a bit yeah. of a... Um, and, he, and Winston has those weird dreams about his mum uh, being covered in rats, which is horrible. Um, and basically the kind of crux of this is that um, he goes and sees O'Brien in the big parliamentary room, and I think it's one of the best bits in the film is when the screen's on... And Richard Burton turns the screen off, yeah. and John Hurt's face—he just goes, "You can turn them off." And he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're allowed to." T-. And just like, it's just so brilliant because you, you kind of haven't noticed, but the screens are on all the time, and they're huge, aren't they? And it's—it is really oppressive. Like, and it reminded me—I mean, obviously he ripped off, but there's that Charlie uh, the um, Black Mirror episode, the one of the worst ones, where the guy's in a room full of screens. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, okay. Well, there's one where he's in a room, but the room is screens, and you can't turn them off, and like you have to pay money to turn them off. And it was obviously based on this, but um, 
yeah, I just love that bit. Um, I think the, the clever bit about that as well is how, it, I mean, it, it's shot in a way that the room does instantly feel bigger, doesn't it? I don't know if yeah. they like, if they do like pan the camera out of her or something, but you instantly, yeah, you feel the oppressiveness go away, don't you, on that shot? I think it's really clever how they mm. make you feel that, yeah. And you kind of as well, so so basically, it, Burton, he, he talks about the resistance, doesn't he? And you're a bit like, oh, is this going to, is this film going to turn around? Is he going to join a resistance? <laughs> and is it all going to be okay? I didn't he, think that. No, I know you did. Did you think that, Chris? Did you think no. maybe no? You thought no. it was bad. It's going to get. You knew it was going to get bad or worse. Yeah, I knew. I knew it was going to get bad. Okay. Well, yeah. sorry to People say, people don't talk about this film because it no. all gets. It all goes. Did, did, did you both know, like, though, what was going to happen? Like, in terms of how it goes bad. I knew. No. I knew about the Room One Hundred and One thing. So I remember, like, yeah. I knew my. I remember my dad had read this book, and I remember him telling me about that the concept of Room One Hundred and One. So I knew it couldn't be a good ending. Um, how about you, Chris? No, I I didn't know anything, but I knew it was going to be a bad ending. Yeah. Um, so, if you're so listening, that, just just briefly, just because I'm an idiot, what is the like? What is proposed to have happened in like the intervening years between the forties and uh, now? There's an atomic war um, that happens, mm. yeah. and everyone gets blown up, and there's a lot of like civil war and stuff like that, and it basically it ends wins up the that, Second World War. Um, or is that I don't know. It, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Right. Um, I mean, it's, this is—it's a different war. It's a, uh, the, right. it basically, it ends up with three superpowers, which are um, Oceania. What are they? West, Oceania, West Asia, West, West Asia, Asia. West Asia. And th- three, and basically, like it's—we it, we are in with America. That's us. Yeah. And then you've got like the East, and then you've got like Russia and Europe in the middle. Right. Okay. And. I don't, I don't think it's explained in the book, but I think the idea is basically that all three are ruled over by similar sort of yeah. totalitarian states. And mm. so, because they've realised that the way to oppress people is to keep the war constant. So there is yeah. there is actually a war going on. Yeah. And there really is this sort of interfighting, but they've kind of agreed within themselves that to keep the 2% rich, yeah. we will mm. keep this going on. Uh, but I mean, I don't know how much of that is... Because, I mean, it, it all comes out. You know when he gets the book, Goldstein's book? Yes, which is at a, this stage. So yeah. Brian gives it to him and you think, oh, he's a goodie, it's all okay. No, yeah, so like... in the book, you re- just before this, the, the change happens in the book, you basically read a lot of that book and explains oh. all this to you. Oh, that's right. interesting. Um, but I don't know how much of that is actually true in world or whatever, but that's the, way, the reason they give it away for it. Mm. I mean, it, what I think is so good is that it's obviously taking what he took, George Orwell took, is the stuff from the kind of extreme left kind of communism but obviously yeah. from the extreme right as well mm. and he's kind of put it both together it's not that it's just one thing it's not like and, and also they're called the socialist party and of course he's a famous socialist it's quite yeah. brave of him to like yeah you know it, put everyone it, up for yeah it's everyone exactly that's why it's so yeah. powerful it's not oh aren't nazis bad or aren't communists bad it's look look any anything like this is bad because yeah. it leads to these disturbing horrible yeah <laughs> Well, at this point in the film, basically, Winston He's gets put captured. Some clothes on. Julia, yeah, they're naked. They're having <laughs> All sex. The time. <laughs> they get captured. There's a lot. And, of, yeah. Well, at this point, I'm just saying that it, this film's going to get a lot worse. So I thought, lot, should we a lot of topery? Should we pause here and have a quiz? Yeah. Just before the film gets a lot worse. Some like yeah. upbeat quiz music here. So yeah. Yeah. like Price is Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll find something. Yeah. Right. So what I've done, the quiz is nothing to do with 1984. Um, I've done a quiz about us because we're at the 100th episode. Right? Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. So it's called the uh, SFRS quiz, Who Said That About What? 
Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Cool. So I'll give you both. I think we should go like one and one, yeah? Okay. So I'll give the first one I give you each should be easy enough for you to get the concept and you should just get these ones, okay? Okay. okay. So Chris, okay. this is your first one. Okay, I'll read the right. quote. You need to say who said it out of me, right. you or Sam and okay. what film they were saying. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, I would say what I've got what episode it is but that seems unfair because I think Sam would win that because he probably yeah, remembers. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, I don't so, know episodes. Yeah. Okay, so I think you'll get this one. Are you ready? I can do it in the voice if you want. As a no, second, give it away. A second give reading. Away. Okay, so this no, no, is no, it. No. You ready? So this is Chris. You two are a fucking joke. I can't believe this. Who said that about what film? I would say that's you. Yes, it is me. Uh, about 2001. Thank you. So, right. So, you get the quiz, okay? Yes, okay. I get it. Yeah, I like so, it. So, here's Very Sam. nice you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I said that. It's. I took exactly... I, I have listened you got transcripts of every single episode? Well, not every episode. I just listened to... I picked ones I thought would have a good quote in. Okay, so here's Sam's one. I do hate children, but I like Harrison Ford, and even he couldn't save this for me. Well, that's probably me. Yes. Uh, About what? I'm going to guess Indiana Jones and the Queen of the Crystal School. Oh, it was about Ender's Game. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no kids in there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's 1-0 to Chris. Okay. I've kind of like wiped that from my memory, that film. Yeah. So okay, yeah. right. So now we'll now hopefully it should get a bit harder. A bit harder, okay. Not much harder. Okay, Chris. It was so unaware of how ridiculous it was, it did play like a purposeful parody. Who said that about what film? There was a yeah. There's a it's a nice rounded sentence, nice bit of alliteration there. <laughs> I would say someone quite learned. Um, I'd say you, Alex. Right about do you know what film? Can I have it again? It was so unaware of how ridiculous it was. It did play like a purposeful parody. I would say uh, the dinosaur one. What was it? Theodore Rex. Theodore Rex. Do you want to try and steal, Sam? I think I said it. You did say it. <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh. And... So you get one point uh, for knowing the person, but another point for the film. It, so you, Chris uh, has got two points Them, already. maybe? It's about Flash Gordon. Oh. Um, yeah. Mm. Okay, so, so that's 2-1 uh, so to Chris at the moment. Okay, right, this is yours, Sam. <clears throat> yeah. They've built these new space shuttles at vast expense... It literally will be the end of the world if anything goes wrong. They're untested, they're unlaunched, and they decide to launch two of them right next to each other. Uh, hmm. I think that's Chris. It is. Yes, it's Chris. <laughs> it sounds like a Chris sentence. It's a good point. It's a yeah. very good point. <laughs> and what film is it about, though? Launch them next to each other. You want it again? I can read again. Go on, give me it again, yeah. They've built these new space shuttles at vast expense. It will literally be the end of the world if anything goes wrong. They're <laughs> untested, they're unlaunched, and they decide to launch two of them right next to each other. I can't think what that is. Um, That's easy, Sam. Is it? I don't know. Star you wanna Trek 3. You're going to steal, Chris? Yeah, it's Armageddon. It is Armageddon. Uh... Well done. Yep, yep, well done. Okay. Chris. And it looked like it's made by a four-year-old. <laughs> I'd say that's me. It is you. <laughs> uh, about Star what? Trek, the motion picture. Oh, half the word is right. That was about Star Crash. Do you oh, remember okay. the giant, uh, the giant thing on the beach that walks towards? Yeah, them? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, right, Sam. Oh. I also This is for you. I also liked how it was set in this weird world where governments had given up on having any kind of disaster management. <laughs> mm. That's you. Yes, it is me. See, it's quite. I, can't remember, I, I just can't remember the bloody films. That's my problem. You see, we, this is good. We have actually seen enough films that this is actually harder than you think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, disaster management. Uh, Twenty twelve. No, Chris. No, they did have disaster management on that, didn't they? Oh right. Yeah. Um, was it the day after tomorrow? No, it was Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Yeah, have because seen my point was. Yeah, we did. We watched Thunderbirds episode thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris. The opening titles are some of the worst I've ever seen. Who said that about what? I think that was me. It was you again. (laughs) And... uh, Oh, I think I know, actually. Shit. Um, Was it Howard the Duck? No. Do you want to steal Sam? Star Trek V? No, it was Superman, The Quest for Peace. Superman. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame because Superman, like the original Superman, has got some of the best opening titles. Totally. Yeah, if yeah, if yeah. you carried on that quote, if we were playing that episode now, yeah. that is exactly what you said next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start repeating ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Sam, everyone shouts in this film a lot. There's an awful lot of shouting going on. I don't like shouting. Calm down. <laughs> oh, is that me? It is you. Yeah. Uh, about what? About what? A lot of shouting. I mean, I really don't like shouting. No. Oh, I'm going to double down on that. Just to reiterate. <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't realise. Um, Transformers? No. Do you want to try and steal, Chris? No, I can't. I can't think of any shouting. Uh, it. it was real steal. You didn't ah, have the shouting uh, in real steel. Well, they no. were shouting that lot. Like, yeah. hitting in that as well. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, we're hard, we, well, we, we don't want it. the moment the scores stand. Chris has one, two, three, four, five, and Sam has one, two, three, four. So it's quite close. Okay. Right. Here we go. <clears throat> Chris, it was like everyone was wobbling all the time. <laughs> wobbling. Wobbling the all fuck? the time. Like everyone was wobbling all the time. Who said it uh, first? There's only three of us. I'd say me. You said it. Okay, that's what you're saying. About, do you want to say about what? No, because okay. I've obviously got it wrong. So. It's not you, no. Sam? Uh, I'll say you said it. It was me, yes. About what, though? <clears throat> Mission to Mars? No, Scanner Darkly. Oh, oh they were obviously. wobbling all the time. Okay, well, Sam's pulled it back. It's five all now. Right, so... Okay, Sam. And there were yeah. so many points where I was like, why isn't someone switching this off? Chris? No. Oh. Do you want to try it oh. for the film? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Stargate. No. Okay, Chris, do you want to give that one a go? Um, me? Oh. No, I just oh. said that. Oh, no. did you? Yeah. <laughs> it was me about oh. war games, and I was saying, ah. why didn't they switch the computer off? In yeah, war yeah, good point. Mm. Okay, right, Chris think this is an easy one i think it's a it's a classic quote i feel but maybe not. <laughs> fuck this film it's it just spits in your face that you probably yes me because yeah. you get a bit high rate <laughs> I, i'm the swearer obviously this is what yeah. this has proved yes yeah, yeah. two times i've sworn um about what though 
and something you were reasonably annoyed about. So, um, something about no, what? no, Sam, no, sorry, is that Indiana Jones? No, it's Prometheus. Ah, Prometheus. Uh, yeah. Uh, shit. Okay, right. I'm not so, doing this with the list in front of me. Maybe I should have. <laughs> All right, Sam. I thought of a better story walking out of the cinema. Who that said me? that? Me, me. Oh, it was Chris. It was Chris, but I'll let Sam say about what film. Right. Uh, was that Prometheus again? Yes, it was Prometheus. Yeah. Okay, well, you get one point each for that. Okay, right. So back to back to Chris. There's you've got one, two, three, four more to go. Okay. I haven't added the scores up. We'll keep it. Do you want to know what the scores How much time are? did you spend on this? Like, <laughs> listening I had a, to a fucking I had a very episode. quiet day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was very good fun. I recommend going back through them. It was good fun. Oh, good. Okay, right, Chris. Who's Actually, on- you know, Alex, you know that increase in downloads? It was you, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the spike was. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Um, whose idea of the future was that? I'd say Sam. It is Sam. And I'd say, uh, dread. I don't know. What? Dread. No. I don't know. No. What? Do you want to try and steal? Theodore Rex. No, it was Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Okay. Right, Sam. Good question. So yeah. at the moment, Chris has eight, and you've got six. So Oof, this is this. Come on, you've still come got on. some time for this. All right. We go from this large idea of the planet all the way down to a technical issue with a boat. I can't believe these things have happened. It's completely forgotten them even being a thing. Uh, yeah. Is that Chris? It is Chris, obviously. Come on. It's got to be Chris. Yeah. I have yeah. to say, I've got some of the best shit going on here. You've got some good quotes, <laughs> haven't you? It's very quotable. And he's very quotable. A technical issue with a boat from a, from a large plant-sized thing. To a technical issue with a boat. He's, he's literally giving you the plot of the film there, I would say. I'm going to have to give it to the Chris. Martian. No, Chris, what was it? Uh, 2012. It is 2012! Oh, uh... of course it is. Okay, Chris. If there was a gun to my head, I would watch Transformers, but I would probably take the bullet before watching this again. <laughs> Who said that? Um... We should get some posters up with these quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it's got to be Michael Bay film. And I'd say, uh, you... Double wrong. This is bounce, bounce oh. to Sam. Mm. Who said that about what? Did I say it? Oh! Chris said it. Oh, yeah, right. but do you know about what for a point? So it wasn't Transformers. No. Uh, Lost in Space? It was Lost in Space! Oh, well done. Mm. Right. Okay, so you've got eight now. Chris is on nine. It's your... It's your. Uh... Oh, so this is the last one. In fact, this is the last one. Ooh. So you can... If you get both these things, you yeah. can win. Okay. Okay. And I've ended on a classic, I feel. <laughs> no one in this film was in any way like I couldn't root for them. I couldn't feel anything other than disdain and sort of like I don't want to ever see you people ever again. You're all <laughs> terrible. Is it me? It is you. <laughs> Lots of likes in there, so I guess it was probably me. <laughs> but what is it about uh, to win the entire to win this quiz? What film is that about? Uh, is that Armageddon? No, Chris. Do you know what it is to I win the guess game? It's Scanner Darkly. No! How could you all forget? It was safety not guaranteed. Oh, of course. (laughs) Well, you end on a draw, which is beautiful. So there you go. Fantastic. That was was the great game. Uh, That was good, yeah. Yeah, it just shows how we've said a lot of good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of nonsense, too. Yeah. We should do some nonsense ones where it's just, uh, who said that about what? (laughs) 
Well, yeah, it's good because we've seen it. We have, like I said, the ones about like when you put in a disaster, you think oh, it's not that easy anymore because we've seen quite a lot of bad disaster films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, brilliant. Back to 1984. We're in part five, which is called How Many Fingers, uh, and it's called that because basically now we basically enter a period where all that happens is John Hurt is horribly tortured, while O'Brien just kind of. <sighs> I mean, it's just really horrible, isn't it? This bit of the film, like relentless, yeah. It's just relentless. He just tortures him. Um, he just is trying to brainwash him. You get quite a lot of the um, really heavyweight ideas of um, how governments rule over people. About kind of, um, you get the, the line about you know, if you want a vision of the future, Winston, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. It's just, which it's, is a, which is a great line. It's a that's great what, line. And that's the is, best line. And it is a great part of the film it is just really really hard to watch i found it like yeah it's just really yeah i mean i was interested to know like because obviously our news was coming yeah and the book it is i mean it's way longer the book because i'm for a long time and it is super harrowing yeah um but yeah i'm interested to know like both of you two not knowing specifically what was coming up like how much of a you know how affecting is it seeing it first time is it like really yeah. Had you any inkling it was going to go this way? Did you think it was going to go I this way into like torture? I, I kind of thought it did. I mean, I'm with Chris here. I think I, I think because this film is so big, it kind of yeah. you, you couldn't. I didn't think it would be a happy film, even from that trailer we watched. Like, but no, it's it's. I mean, everyone in it is acting brilliantly. How they, I mean, physically, how John Hurt looks is just like you know when he makes him look in the mirror, he just he looks like someone who's been tortured for like weeks and weeks, doesn't he? Like, hmm. like. Um, what, did, yeah, what did you think, Chris? Yeah, I think it was very powerful. I like the cutting away to like the green hillsides afterwards mm. as well. That was quite good. I, yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect, and so it, it kind of yeah, it's it's good when I've not seen a film like this important before. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, was it a, a but then you feel like every, to... everything else you've ever seen is it off. you're like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. hell yeah <laughs> totally yeah especially yeah, next week's yeah. film <laughs> yeah but did you I mean were you satisfied that it went that way yes I think yeah, it had to good. go that way it, it wouldn't have been yeah. any good if it was a kind of yeah the yeah, imagery I mean, was great I yeah. mean there's some yeah there's yeah because you think it's, about it like all the films that rip it off I can't think of another film that basically just turns to one long torture scene for like 40 minutes not really, no. Unless it's a horror film, and then that doesn't really count because it's, yeah. that's just a horror film. Yeah. What about um, uh, Clockwork Orange? What has that in? Oh, oh, I suppose actually the yeah, middle yeah. of that has got the middle of that scene like that, in it. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there is, there is parallels between that and this and Clockwork Orange, and it is the altering of someone's completely. I mean, they just completely turn him, don't they? I mean, the next section, which is the room one one bit, they they completely turn him by showing him his greatest fear, which is what is in room one one. It's not just a bunch of sad TV comedians yeah. moaning about things <laughs> that they don't yeah. like. Uh, Nick Hancock, yeah, Nick Hancock. Yeah. Uh, Reference to him, eh? Yeah, well, you got put in room one one, maybe. I, I couldn't fucking stand Nick Hancock. Really? I was actually going to say to try and lighten the mood, what would you put in Room 101 in a TV sense, not in a kind of terrible, horrible film sense? Uh, but, you know, what would you put in a kind of throwaway, silly way? What, related to films, you say? No, no, no. Like, in, you know, in, in the way... What would you put in there? Bono. In, Bono, okay, okay. What would you put in there? <laughs> for fo- phones on, on buses. <laughs> 
I'd put uh, if it's people. Mm. I'd put uh, Madonna. Oh, really? Gosh, the Kardashians. Mm. They go. They go in. I don't. I don't like Stephen Fry. I'd probably put him in there. Um, Yeah, I don't. I I hope he doesn't listen to this. Well, if he does, he could bloody tweet or something, help us out, you know. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how much of an yeah. arsehole he is. If he's listening, yeah, exactly. do something, help us. Um, Jessica Chastain, I don't like Jessica Chastain either. Who's that? You know the red-headed one in The Martian? Yeah. I really don't mm. like her. I just oh, find that she just always... Kate Blanchett, I don't like. Oh, okay. John Hurt, I don't particularly like, but Ooh. that's a bit of a spoiler at the end of this podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're just saying anyway. people we don't like. Yeah, we are just saying people don't. Anyway, so kind of film-wise, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible ending because in the end they turn him, don't they? And it's that horrible like the bit. the rats in the cage. The rats in the cage in his face is just, oh, it's just horrible. The way they've got those two, the fighting, they're not even like, sometimes you see films with animals, or like Indiana Jones, you're like, that rat's just a pet, that's not even... But these two rats are like, they're attacking each other, aren't they? They go down, they're they're like, they, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. And and he just starts screaming like, "Put Julia in here! Put it's her fault!" And he just like by that point, you are just like, "Oh God, they've broken him! Like that is it now." Um, and then you get the very very end where he's in the in the cafe and you see his crimes being. He's done that video of all his crimes and oh, never meeting and it's just just hor- it's just all horrible, isn't it? Do they make Trigger it clear? Comes back in? No. In the- oh yeah, he- <laughs> Trigger. <laughs> yeah, Trigger comes back in. Yeah, yeah. Is it made clear in the film that he's going to die? Is that? I assume because they say, don't they? At the very what what O'Brien says is at the very point when you love Big Brother the most is when we'll put a bullet in your head. So I yeah. Assumed... So basically, they, they let him back out for a bit and then they're going to kill yeah. him. That's the yeah. yeah. That, I, I get. I got that. I get, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they've got enough information out of you and made you enough of a, you know. Yeah. I kind of my only thing I thought might happen that didn't was that. When you know when they brought in all the people from the war that they'd captured and they were shooting them, you know, yeah. The, yeah, I thought that it might be that that there was no war because I kind of yeah. thought there probably is no war. But that in in the end, that those like he may become one of those people. So it's almost like he then yeah. becomes a soldier that like so people think, oh, that's a soldier from the evil army. I thought it might mm. be like that that they were killing their own people under the pretense that they were other from another mm, yeah. country. That's the only thing I thought might. Um, but yeah, well, it was. What do we overall think of it? As a so, Chris, having never seen it and now not knowing the story or anything, what did you think of it overall? Yeah, it's good. I know what people are talking about now. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, I I really liked it actually. I think I intend to give this a positive rating. Mm. I mean, I definitely put it in my. It's in that small section of films along with Requiem for a Dream and Dancer in the Tark, that I would never watch again, but I would think <laughs> that people should watch, but I personally yeah. don't ever want to watch this again because it was so upsetting. God, rec- reckon for a dream. Don't bring yeah. it up. No, it's <laughs> Um And Sam, how does it hold up? Does it? Had you seen it before then? Well, I didn't really like it. Ah, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> so, um, my problem with it is, it is, it is ext- extremely close to the book. Yeah. It is pretty much the book. There's, there's a few small differences. Um, the only one that like really stands out is that at the end, he he actually says, Big Brother, I love you. In this, he didn't. He looks no. away and cries, I love you. So it's ambiguous as to does he yeah. love her or Big Brother. Um, 
I I don't know. I, I don't like John Hurt. That's my main problem. I don't okay. think he's a good actor. I don't think he's good in anything. You didn't like him um, in Contact. I do remember. No, this. I, I, I never like him. I, don't, I just don't, I can I can't see. It always looks like John Hurt putting on voice, a role to me. His oh, voice, voice and like I think he overacts. I think you can just there's some actors that I can I I can't unsee the actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't uh, imagine a role. And for John yeah. Hurt, I just can't see him in anything. I think Aliens is better role. Yeah, and he's yeah. barely in that. True. So. Um, so, I've, so that's a problem for me straight away. I think it looked cheap. Everything looked small to me. But I think the problem with this is that because I've read the book a few times, yeah, I've got a, an established view of what this world is in my true. head. You know what yeah. I mean? And no, it, no, and no, it's not. It, it, it can't possibly live up to that because obviously yeah. your head's got no budget. No. I think... I mean, I, I was really, really, really down on it until it got to torture bit. And I think Richard Burton is fantastic in it. He, yeah. He plays that part really well, and I think he saved a lot of it for me because I think it was. Mm. Um, I also don't think they went far enough with the torture scene. I think it should have been longer. I think it should have been mm. a lot more of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's all it's it's a really weird one. Like it's all right, but I'm not. I don't like the soundtrack either. No, no. I didn't like the the the, the countryside bits. I, I didn't like the the weird sort of need to linger on the nakedness where it didn't really matter or. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There was a lot of nakedness that didn't seem to And, like, be... not like, making a point or anything. Just, no. like, sort of, like, here's, you know, a girl's pubic hair because we can do it. It was... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm it's afraid, era, for me, it? it was... I was not that impressed at all, to be honest. Okay. Sorry. So, I guess the thing is, where are we going to rate it? Where Chris, where would you put it? You said you were kind of positive. Yeah. Where would you um, want to put I it? I think I'd put it in the... Um... Uh, probably mid thirties, maybe. So, what kind of around Solaris level? Yeah. Around, yeah. So, kind yeah. of what like thirty Westworld one 30, above? 30, uh, no, not that's too high. War of the um, Worlds is thirty six, like around. Batteries I'd not included. It, I would put it at thirty eight. Thirty eight. I love how quite often, Chris, you yes. You enjoy a film, don't really have any sort of criticism of it, and it ends up down. Well, you've got to take all this other good shit into account, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. If it was non-positive, it would be down in the. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's just no, no, no. It's lower than Muppets from Space at the moment, but you know, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Similar, similar themes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's that hard thing, isn't it? Because I remember a couple of times we've talked about films. (laughs) I know, and Chris has always said like. I would never watch it again. And the problem is I wouldn't watch it ever again. I just, it was just too upsetting for me. So, and I probably, there's a lot of films on here. I would watch again. And if it, if it's watching again, that makes a good film, then this mm. is not. No, I think you've got, you've got to go on this viewing, haven't you? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I think he's Cause right. Like, Cause like you, I think Reckon for Dreams is a re- great example of like, mm. that's probably one of the best films I've ever seen in terms of impact. Oh yeah. But yeah, there's absolutely no way, even what now, it must be like nearly 20 years later, mustn't it? I am oh, yeah, never, no, ever no. going to watch that oh, film God, again. No. That last, that last half an hour. Yeah. No, no, don't. <laughs> I'm never going back. Yeah. yeah like no. you say, it's, it's even upsetting. Like, yeah. Mention. Think about um, it. Yeah. I think I'm not, I'm not, I'm not adverse to where, where um, Chris is putting it. I have to say. I, I was thinking 47. Ooh, 47. Ooh, around Star Trek The Motion Picture. One above Star Trek The Motion Picture because this film was boring but not that boring. That was my thinking. Better <laughs> but, than, you know... Is it better than... Is it better than War Games? No. What do you think, Chris? I don't think it is. No. <laughs> is it better than Star I'm not going to argue with Sam. Let's is it, put it better this way. than the Star Trek I'm, The Motion Picture, though? It... Uh, yes, it is. 
Which okay, is, you know what? I think the motion pictures are quite a poor film. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's that too high up. ultimately <laughs> we should defer to Sam because he's read the book. And it, no, and, it doesn't count though. No, but I do think that because I think that it's valid to say that if this is a great work of of literary science fiction, people should really go out and read the book and not watch. I, I, I do think like, the book is so easy to read and mm. it is so important, especially like you were saying, Chris, like how much stuff ripped it off and yeah. you don't realise the level it's doing it. Yeah. The books like that as well, like it, was, it informed so much of what is. I mean, like the film we're going to watch next week, which is basically, you know, this film's dirty laundry. <laughs> you know, it's, it, 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 there's so much of that around. I think it is worth watching. But I, I was going to defer upwards on the basis that I don't think it's necessarily fair to judge it on the book. Okay. Like I am, well, because maybe it, we should. How about in between then? Maybe we should just put it slap bang in between. So. Like what? Um, 40? 40. 40. 39. I love Tron. I'd rather it was below Tron, to be honest, but it's like, yeah. I don't mind. It's better than Pacific Rim and District 9, I think. Yes. Okay, put it there then. 39? That yes. sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah. Lovely. Well, there you go. 1984. It's available now on Blu ray. Uh, we're not sure what soundtrack is on it. We, but, we missed um, the trick, haven't we? That should have been the 101st film, shouldn't it, really? Yeah. The trick there. No. Silly us. Um, you had some news, I think, uh, Sam. Were you going to feed us some news? Not yeah, I just wanted to... Uh, some news speak. Give us some news speak. Well, yeah, we've uh, we've not spoken since the, the most exciting science fiction news of the year, at least for me. Mm. I just wanted to get your feelings on it. Uh, the news that the wonderful Sir Patrick Stewart is going to reply his role as Jean-Luc Picard in the new yeah. limited series Star Trek series. It's pretty good which news. Even not, uh, yes. I am so excited about. I just yeah. wonder what your feelings were about... Well, uh, brilliant, uh, brilliant, fantastic. It is brilliant. It, literally, they can make it... It can be as shit as you like, the show, because <laughs> most of Star Trek Next Generation is, and he's still good. No. No. Especially the early seasons. Yeah, a third but, of it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't... Yeah. I know I'm not the biggest Trekkie here. I did watch a lot of Next Generation. Didn't it end with him on his vineyard in France? Yeah. Yeah. So is it going to be it, in that? No, I don't think it did. No. Oh no, no, no. Sorry, that's no. the no. It doesn't. That no, was an alternative could... universe. Alternative oh, universe. Yeah. No, he's still uh... he's still in charge of the Enterprise because he, they do oh. the movies after that. Remember? Yeah. Film. Yeah. Okay, it finishes sorry. with the uh, Nemesis. The last we've seen uh... of him, Data's dead, isn't it? That's the last. Data's, but that's... Data's dead, but there's another copy of him. There's yeah, a copy of him. That's like the. Uh... But no, I just love the idea. And the Enterprise is just damaged. Okay, good. Okay. I mean, they've, they've said he's not a captain, haven't they? And they said he's going to be set sort of 30 years later. Oh, what's he going to be just, doing? He's got knows? an archaeology interest, hasn't he? He could be yeah. like an Indiana Jones in the Star Trek universe. Sounds great. Yeah, no, I'm up for that. That's he's great. I, th- I think they should make like a sort of wire sort of series, like a very sort of yeah. in- intricate plotted series where he is kind of uh, brought out of retirement against his will to investigate something going on on Earth. And maybe he's got his vineyard <laughs> and he's sort yeah. of, you know, he doesn't want to be there. And yeah. I mean, have you see, you've seen Logan, I presume, haven't you? Not yet. Mm. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh God, have you seen Logan, Chris? Yes. Yeah. You know his role in that, like how he's... Yes. Like a yeah. past it. He's, yeah. He does a really good job of playing a role he used to play and he's... Past that. You know, role. yeah, it's Unlike he's brilliant that. <laughs> totally, yeah. I, it's so exciting, and when I, you saw him coming out, I mean, he's in he's seventy eight and he's in a good shape for a seventy eight oh, yeah. year old. Yeah, yeah, no, mm. he can totally do it. No, no, it's excellent news. It's good. Maybe we I, need to I hope, get I hope some of the, the other uh... cast pop up as well. What? Sorry, I hope some of the other cast pop up as well. 
Oh yeah, I'd love to have a Riker or Surely yeah, they yeah, will. any of them. I would have thought so. I would have thought so. I'd yeah. imagine. I th- probably think Data's probably the, the most likely one, isn't he? Because that was the. But the problem is, he's aged a lot. Well, that's it. Yeah, he's. You can't hide that, can you? Yeah. No. <laughs> but they definitely, they definitely like towards the end of the series in the films, especially they were skewing towards the idea that he was the. They should do a Moff Tarkin thing with Data. I think. Yeah, I, I just want like. Do you remember there's an episode of? Next generation, where they went into like an alternate timeline, when it was you had like fat future Riker with a big grey beard. <laughs> yes, and that was I, the last I saw, episode, I think. It is, I think. Yeah, and there's a picture yeah. of him uh, fishing on Twitter, and he looks just like that. Yeah. So <laughs> do it. I want that. Because he'd, he'd still be in the fleet when he'd been admiral, still in the fleet, yeah. and he'd be like going to get Picard out of retirement, being like, you know, we need your help now. But yeah, oh mm. my god, I can't wait. It's so exciting. Okay, well, I guess we should. Uh... Yes, let's go to our future past selves to find out what's next Hello, week. Hello, past, we're here. Hi. There we go. Last week, we watched 1984. As Chris just mentioned, uh, weeks ago, um, for you guys, this film's a bit similar. What is it, Chris? It's Equilibrium. So... Gun, gun guitar. Yeah, there's a world. It's a bit dystopian. It's a bit like a 1984 world. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's better like... Hair. Better hair. There's, there's like a, a, an upper. What would you say? Like a, a clergy of people, like an upper sort of level of people who control the world. Yeah, and they're pretty good gunfighters. And there's this martial art that they use called gun carter. And they, oh, I tell you what, it's like. There's a movie that's just come out. I saw it in Cannes, and it is. Oh, it's the one with Michael Shannon. It's a remake. The one. Um, fuck. It's basically the same story. Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit five, yeah, one. yeah. Basically, so very similar to that, but better. This is, and <laughs> uh, it is. It's better that have you, you haven't seen the new one? And oh, you mean the bought film? The, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because they've got this gun Carter stuff, so they go around <laughs> destroying all sorts of art. Anyone you're not allowed to feel, and they all, they're all on a drug which stops them feeling, and mm. and then you just scratch the surface. Turns out. Uh, that a lot of people are not taking the drug and then it, it all goes wrong and Christian Bell Spoilers. tries to reach the top person. Kind of like in Fahrenheit as well. So, yeah. What's the film I'm thinking of with Sean Pertwee in where he looks like he's in this film? Because I thought he was in this, but Sean he's not. Pertwee's like on screens in this film. He's like the mother. Yeah, oh, he's, he's in it. Oh, right, he's yeah. in this, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I couldn't see him in the cast. A little bit of Sean Pertwee. Uh, Sean right. Bean's in this as well. Ah, yes. Some lovely uh, little... Uh, Sean's. Sean's in here. Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's watch a trailer for Equilibrium. There's nothing we can't do. It's real. Burn it. Cleric, I can only hope one day to be as uncompromising. The Matrix has got a lot to answer for, hasn't it, really? (laughs) Yeah. When's the last time you saw this film, Alex? I'm really worried, because I just used to love this so much. I just... (laughs) I thought that gun... Carter thing was so cool. Like I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I'm really worried that it's not gonna 
Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried now. Yeah. Oh, Chris, I, I don't know, like maybe five years ago, maybe? I don't know. Recently. Okay. Feel a bit better. Yeah, now. I'm looking forward to uh, having some, some memories destroyed there. <laughs> you used to like this one. I know you did. When it came out, I liked it, yeah. And then I saw it, like, not not that long after it and thought, that's the follow of youth, isn't it? Mm. It's it's oh, dreadful, man. but anyway, oh. we'll, we'll find out just how dreadful next time. <laughs> <laughs> right, bye, bye. And we're back. Oh, interesting. So, Do we have to cut there or not? No, 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 no. Equilibrium. Equilibrium it is. Well, I'm glad we did this before we saw Equilibrium. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's you hosting that one, Chris. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got a week to sort it out, so it'll be okay. definitely. A whole week. (laughs) Anyway, well, thank you very much. Well done. 100th episode. We should have some of those, like, maybe a pull a string and a load of balloons fall down. We should do that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you to us. Not 100th film, not episode. 100th film, not 100th episode. Episode 69, I think. Oh, it's going to be a long time until we do a 200th film because we've really reduced our turnover. yeah we did help ourselves we did get a bit of a boost on ourselves didn't we to get to it'll, it'll be a year wouldn't it I suppose yes mm. fifth. oh no it'll be two years yeah <laughs> my maths was awful then yeah it'll be two years to get to film to well bloody hell we'll have to like do some sort of quick fire week won't we to try and catch back up again yeah. or something yeah what no, we just used to do yeah well we just say names of films and say numbers <laughs> Yeah. Don't Shit. even review them. Just bottom of the list. Them in. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we yeah. do all the track, do the Transformer sequels in a week, can't we? Oh, they're all yeah, they're all just bottom of the list. Done. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I quite want to see that crazy one you were talking about with the. Uh... Oh, and me. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins in it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should do that properly. Yes. Let's. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.